0: This is episode 37 of The Chick-In-Charge with CEO of All-in-One Security, Mary Parker. Mary's guest today is Deborah Fuller, a U.S. Army veteran and the global talent acquisition leader of Invistacom, a Hispanic woman-owned technology company providing counterterrorism and cybersecurity solutions to the defense and intelligence communities. Ms. Fuller's service experience and IT knowledge offer a unique view regarding the role of women and minorities in the lucrative field of information technology.
1: Welcome to the Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm.
0: She is definitely the Chick-In-Charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Good morning, Mary Parker, CEO of All in One Security and your host of the Chick-In-Charge podcast. We are here to bring you more information as we Always do. Our purpose is to empower women entrepreneurs. And I've got with me this morning, Miss Sarah Smith. Good morning, Mary. My host. I'm wonderful, Sarah. it's oh, so good. great to see you. And
2: you too. And you're always just a radiant of sunshine. Just you know, Mary. Me. I don't know. I think I think when I see when I see Mary I, it radiates. She makes me happy. Absolutely Wonderful, we're gonna keep this cheer, <laughs> these cheers going. And nice. Port,
0: it's so good to see you this morning. <laughs> I am so excited because you know, seldom do I have other women on the show who have any longevity in the security industry. And today I'm so happy that we don't just have another chick in charge. We have with us Miss Deborah Fuller, who is a female expert in cybersecurity. And I'm really interested in hearing the uh, issues we are faced with cybersecurity from your perspective. Absolutely. First of all, it's an absolute honor to
1: meet you, Mary. Your track record and success in security um, has been actually nothing short of amazing. So with that being said, your blueprint is something that um, women such as myself would be um, wise to follow. So well, thank hey, you so man. much. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you for that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, cybersecurity for me um, has been a career that I've taken a hold to because of the importance of it. I currently work for an organization, in VistaCom, and our mission is to support America's warfighters. And I take that seriously because I'm wow. a veteran. Yeah. And as a veteran, you understand the importance of the global fight right. for um our safety. Right. And it's beyond just a physical fight. You
0: bet. Now you the bet. fight is in the air, it's in the clouds, yeah. and that is the most important fight of all. You bet, because you know it's it's very difficult to plan your strategy of attack when you don't know where it is. Absolutely. And that is one of the fearful things about technology as a whole, is how do you secure that environment. So, Deborah, if you were talking to small companies today, especially women-owned, because we tend to operate a lot with our feelings, Mm -hmm. how would you, or what are some of the things you would say or share with us in terms of being more proactive from a cyber attack? Well, the first thing you want to do
1: is it starts with the simplest, simplest issues. The secretary who's at her desk and maybe on social media um, and she might be sharing something she thinks is simple about the company, but yet it's not someone is planning or plotting their strategy with that little piece of information on how they can gain access to your system. And so it starts with those least expected individuals, that's where the doors open, and then that's where the problems began.
0: Wow, and you're absolutely right. I was in conversation with a colleague not too long ago, and we were talking about the information that we carry around mm-hmm. about us, about yeah. our families, about our Absolutely. companies. Absolutely. On that little device called cell phone. Absolutely. Yes. And it the cell phone is so vulnerable that people have no idea of how much of their information is being extrapolated every time. Every single every time. Every single time that yep. phone is in use. And, and now they have devices, too, actually, right? that someone can pass by you with a device.
1: That's correct. And they can capture everything that's on your phone. I don't know
2: anything about this. It happened
1: to me while I was in Disney World. Well, okay, tell us about that. um, I want to hear about this. Yeah, it was amazing. I was there in Disney World, and I found out it happened in Disney World because when I got back to Atlanta, I was told that by my bank, Bank America, that someone had um, extrapolated my information from my phone. Wow. And they were actually, they had made a debit card, like my debit <gasps> card, and was using it in Walmart. Just that quickly. Just that quickly. From yes. the time I got back to Atlanta, <sighs> I saw money was missing from my account. Right. Someone in Orlando, you know, it was during
0: Christmas. We were there for Disney. So that's a prime time Unbelievable. when you're, you know, your, your guard is down. Yeah. Right. Here's another one mm-hmm. that I was speaking with another colleague, and we talked about our traveling and how how vulnerable we are on the airplanes especially when you're off on a long trip mm-hmm. you take your iPads your phones you got people sitting next to you right you just never know and you act. they're actually gaining access to your information while you're sleeping and when you get where you're going you don't notice Absolutely. that anyone's tampered with anything because you know they're overhead they're they're uh um Purses or, or computer bags were in the same overhead bin as yours. Absolutely. So they get up and go in there, and you're sleeping. You just They're never They're getting yours, and you never just know. never know. So, ladies. It's crazy. Well, this is for everyone. Yes. Please take these tips. These are free. <laughs> <laughs> so, take these tips that we're giving you. Maybe you thought of some of them. Perhaps you already have some uh, plan of, of counterattack in mm-hmm. place. But if you haven't heard of some of these stories we're talking about today, think about it and think about things that you can also do to better secure your personal as well as your business lives. Absolutely. Amazing. And you know, from a business perspective,
1: you know, there are experts in the community here in Atlanta in Georgia where you can have a threat assessment done, where you can have a cybersecurity assessment done. And most companies will do that consultation for free. Right. And at least you know where you stand and where you don't stand. Um, Obviously, a threat assessment should have been done with the city of Atlanta because they had a breach. So even our great city of Atlanta had a huge cybersecurity breach, and that comes from not planning for what's obvious. Right.
0: The obvious is there. Act on it now. Well, you know, one of the other great, great, huge gaps with our corporations, as well as municipalities... The fact when we're building our teams, Mm. I don't think that we're spending enough time including security as we're building our overall operational leadership for your safety. Absolutely. Because I, uh, I agree with you in terms of city of Atlanta. And immediately what I did, I went into the organization, looked at the organization chart to find out who their security the cybersecurity experts were on the team, right? The and I'm not going to do any more conversation on that mm-hmm. because I don't want to cause of any course. exposure. But it's not just with City of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I've also followed up with several other municipalities and they really don't have anything in place. It's amazing either. to me. Yeah. yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But it takes things that to happen. Uh, that we've seen here recently, mm-hmm. to get people on board and get them thinking about where their vulnerabilities are. Absolutely. Well, this is great, and I would like to speak with you a lot more offline. Absolutely. In terms of, you know, some opportunities we may be able to pursue together. Absolutely, I agree. I yes, agree. I yes, yes, and. Uh, And, of course, you know, we've got many colleagues within the security industry. Yes. But, you know, for the the sake of our listening audience, Mm -hmm. I want to drive, I want to go back from the beginning. Okay. And kind of drive to see what some of the steps and avenues you've taken in order to get where you are today as as a cybersecurity expert. So what was your first job like? I was a United
1: States Army Signal Battalion veteran, actually. I'm a veteran. and so. Um, Thank you for your service. Absolutely. Being um, in communications um, in the United States Army, my job, first of all, my recruiter tricked me. I had no idea. When he said Signal Battalion Communications, I thought I'd be, you know, doing telephone type work. (laughs) Little did I know, I'd actually been in the field setting up telephone lines so Ah. that the soldiers could communicate with each other. Love it. So it ended up being a great, great um, training and career for me. But that set the foundation for me understanding that the world was bigger than what my community showed me sure. or what the corporate side showed me. Gotcha. And it gave me a global view of the world. And so that put me in a mindset of being wary and conscious of what was going around me. Um, and so that led me to actually take a, uh, my steps in recruiting professionals in technology and IT and such. And that led to me, of course, I'm um, being contacted by companies like Booz Allen Hamilton, and I work for them. Yes. Um, they're one of the largest defense contractors right. in the United States. Right. And my current role right now, leading the Global Talent Acquisition Team in Cybersecurity and Counterterrorism, um, allows me to pretty much set the pace for who we bring into our doors, not only from a diversity perspective, women, people of you know African Americans, Asians, everyone. And then veterans, of course,
0: six percent of our workforce are veterans. What's
1: Percentage? fantastic? Sixty percent.
0: Wow, oh, that is wonderful. So that's where all the talent is. That's where the talent <laughs> is,
1: and it's it's a reason why because the military they train these individuals in cybersecurity, counter counter warfare, counterterrorism. Some of the titles that we have will just blow you away. You know, a full motion video analyst. You know, a um, ground warfare threat analysts, you know, these all are cybersecurity roles, you know, our director of counterterrorism, you know, he's based here, but he travels globally to ensure certain things are put in place. Right. So for me, talent acquisition, being able to find that talent is one of my specialties. And I tell people all the time, I'm not a nine to five corporate recruiter. Right. Because we have employees all over the world, Afghanistan, Iraq, Dubai, Djibouti. If they're up at eight o'clock in the morning and it's two o'clock eight o'clock, it's two o'clock in the morning here. Yeah, you're up They can call me. Right, right. Because I have to be competitive. Because by the year 2020, there will be a need for over 1.5 million cybersecurity professionals. Wow. Where are we gonna get them from? Wow. So that's where we have to go to our women. Yes, yes. We have to go to our schools. We have to gear these kids and these youth towards this industry,
2: because it's very lucrative. Absolutely, we know that. mm -hmm. What would you tell a young woman um, maybe she's in college. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's um, maybe she's an English major. Maybe, maybe she's a chemistry major. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, what what kinds of things are you looking for because I think that a lot of people, whether they are whether they study the liberal arts or mm-hmm. they study science, they people are people share this interest absolutely because technology is a driving force in culture. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what would you tell them? In order to get transition to, to try to get a job in in the field that you're in,
1: absolutely. If you are a chemistry major, well, how can I do cybersecurity? How do I get in an industry? Yeah, where they need
2: forensic specialists. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Right. Okay. So if
1: you love chemistry and you and biology, yeah. well, guess what? When something happens, they need someone who can go in and take a look under the microscope and find that key right. that can determine whether or not something was put into the water or put into someone's skin. Chemistry majors have a field for cybersecurity. English majors. Interesting. Linguists.
0: Finesse majors.
1: That's right. All All of them. All of them. Because there's a support
0: that's needed. See, I would Absolutely.
2: think that you'd have to be in computer science. Most people think that. That's yeah. right. Right. That's Either what that I think. or security. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and,
0: and I find that same thing to be true when I go out this training. Is so interesting. Security Thank yes. you. uh criminal justice students. Yes. As a matter of fact. They never think about an upper management or an executive position in security. That's amazing. Interesting. And it's yeah. amazing to me because that's how society has programmed Mm -hmm. that's how society has programmed us to think is that when you just right that's right when you go into cyber when you go into criminal justice you're either going into a security officer's position Mm -hmm. asset assets assets protection absolutely uh prison guarding that kind of thing but the awareness and that's what I want to talk with you about offline. Absolutely. I used to go to all the HBCUs and some of the universities, training and increasing their awareness of the opportunities. That's with the where it security. begins. It's where it begins with the training. Mm-hmm. And also we brought in professionals and experts like yourself to expose them mm-hmm. to other opportunities, even if they decide to remain in Uh, becoming a CPA or as the question Sarah asked IT Mm -hmm. all of that but it ultimately can tie right back into a position in securing the world well right now we're looking for a financial
1: a person who has um, a CPA experience who has um, a secret security clearance Mm -hmm. and can do that financial component as it relates to cybersecurity understanding numbers um, so financial... Interesting. You're know, right. Students who have financial degrees can get into cybersecurity. What
2: if they don't have a clearance?
1: Well, see, that's the wonderful thing about it. You can get a clearance. You can. I know, can, with you the, right, you know. where you're working. You
0: can get a Right. You can get because a
1: most companies will... You have to either you have to be either have a secret security clearance or be able to get one, which means your credit has to be okay. That's right. right? Yeah. And that's where the education component comes in. Yes. You're, you can't have a family member who may be... Is a um, foreign national, so there's certain requirements, right? And so that's why it's so important that we're not just talking to the students, but making the schools responsible for gearing our children in the right direction towards where industry is changing, and right. they're not doing that. They're not. They're staying
0: status quo. Yeah, and that is mm. a big flaw with our education mm-hmm. system. I do. We do a lot of work with the, with our school system, but here's what I find. You said it. Mm-hmm. They're not adjusting to the times of today. Amazing. It's we got to hold them amazing. accountable. You know, In, ma-
2: yeah. Mary interviewed three college, college presidents, presidents on, on Tuesday, Tuesday <laughs> and we're following up, and that's exactly what we're going wow, to do. Right. And that's amazing. why I said we've got some
0: offline conversations to it, have. Love it. It. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is really really amazing. I mm-hmm.
0: And also, I, I was reading, and one <clears> of the things we I asked on your uh, the questionnaire was what are some of the things and it sounds like you've had a wonderful wonderful uh platform with people Mm -hmm. in your life from from a child up especially your mother's like chicken charge Mm -hmm. so talk to us about that are there some things that you wish someone had told you then that you know would make a big difference Mm -hmm. in your life right now
1: well you know i have to say my mother really prepared me i tell people all the time i wouldn't have wished for any other mother in the world my um cousins and friends oh my god your mom is so strict and i look at you where you are in your life I'm (laughs) i'm glad my mother was strict but you know i think if if anyone could have said anything to me it would be you know don't ever be afraid to step outside the box Right. You know yeah, it was my, great advice. Don't ever as a be a child. Afraid. You know, my mom would tell me all the time, like I told you, she said, I don't care if it's the president of the United States, Deb. Don't you ever let anyone hold you a belittling or disparaging conversation. Wow. That stuck with me. I was in eighth grade. And the reason why she said that to me is because I was upset because I was a history buff. Yeah. And my history teacher was telling us about Hannibal the Great. And I love that story. But during the summer, I went home and I did my own research and I found out that he was African. She didn't tell us that in class.
2: Interesting.
1: So I went back to school the beginning of the year and I went to her, Miss Duncan, I have a question to ask you. Why didn't you tell the class that Hannibal the Great was black? And she turned red and flustered. And so at that point I never allowed myself to allow anyone to Disseminate information to me without
2: doing my research. There you go. Wonderful. You know? Wonderful. Good that for you. is
0: perfect. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> yeah. and I yeah. love your yeah. mother. Oh, yes. so do that. I. Absolutely. Yeah. She set the stage for you. She set yes. the stage. I love That's it. it. Are oh, you only child by chance? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Oh, my gosh. I'm the well, one.
1: How many? <laughs> How many kids? Um, I have a brother who's a Marine. Okay. And I have a sister who's actually over in Germany now in the Army. Oh, wow. And my baby sister's
0: in South Georgia with my mom.
2: Fantastic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, Fantastic,
0: wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of mentoring, mm-hmm. are you mentoring young women, or are you mentoring
2: period? I am not, and I would love to. You I know, think women we know. What, I think we know who who she should talk to about that. There's There's a foundation <laughs> called the Mary Parker That's Foundation. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we have an educational component I would there. love to. That's just something I'm passionate about. You're yep. on. We've, you're on. You're on the yeah. team as we love, speak. Love, love, <laughs> love, 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 love. This is, Fantastic. Me, this is great. Fantastic. Are there any questions that you would like to ask me? Or you know, do you have any nuggets that you would like to just throw out, pass out to the airways for us? Absolutely. Nuggets and questions
1: for you. You know, I think if I was going to give anything of value today, um, when you watch the news and you see cybersecurity being the mainstay, don't just depend on what they're showing you. Right. Go do your research on the industry. Find out if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a student, if you're a mom. Find out how you can get in position to benefit from this cybersecurity highway that's being built right here in Augusta, Georgia. Forbes magazine says there are seven cities that are stated to be the cybersecurity capital of the world. Guess what's number one?
2: Augusta, Augusta Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, interesting.
1: Aerospace and Defense is a $6.4 billion a year industry in Georgia.
0: Yeah. So forget that about it's f- very quietly It's held. very quiet. So if you're not doing your research... We'll do it. Governor Deal was very, very strategic in this plan that he has. So if you're not doing your research, you better get on it. Otherwise, you're going to get That's less right. behind.
1: Governor Deal even commissioned last year... A company, technology company, to build a platform called the Georgia Defense Exchange. They coincide <laughs> with, the, with the, the Department of Defense. Everything, every bid, every opportunity is in that portal. It's so that's exciting. Right. Absolutely. So the opportunity to grow to be a part of it is there. You just have to put yourself in position in that superhighway. That's it, that's it. And I did something strategic, Mary. I went online, and someone talks about Silicon Valley and yeah. I went online and I reserved Cyber Valley,
2: <gasps>
1: cybergeorgia.com. You go, you go. So when you're domain. ready.
0: That's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: when you're ready.
0: <laughs> you, bought the, you bought the domain. I bought the domain. You're ready.
1: We're in right. okay. cyber valley. I said, you know what? Let me. Oh,
0: And so that's what I mean by taking a look that at what's out there good. and
1: being strategic about your moves.
0: Absolutely, I love it. You yes. made my day. I'm I know we're interviewing all day, but this one <laughs> what a way to wake up. So, question for you. Yes, ma'am.
1: I read your story in regards to from beginning to end. I know there were a lot of pitfalls for you. There was a lot of no's for you. You know what is that thing in you? Because I'm loving your blueprint for success. What is that thing in you that drove you to move beyond what you were told you could do?
0: Well, as your mother said to you, it was my grandmother. Wow. Um, being the middle child, my mom and dad were so obedient to God's word mm-hmm. when, they, when he said, uh, be fruitful and multiply. So they were having babies like every other year. My older sister was the first baby in our community for nine years. Wow. Then me and my third sister, uh, the third girl. So to set the stage, grandma took me, and I was always that really curious child. You know, when when kids were out playing, I always caught it making uh, mud pies and grass greens. I was in some <laughs> grown person's face asking questions. And what I found was the questions I asked, they didn't have answers for. Being in rural Mississippi, I didn't have access to a library. Mm-hmm. So I would find that one older person that would eventually give me the answers. Typically, it was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother, in her own way, encouraged me to be bold, to speak up, to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. And if anybody said or did anything to me, all I had to do was go tell my grandma. That's it. And it was, she protected me from my dad and everybody else. she said to my dad. She covered you. You leave that girl alone. Or if it was my aunts who lived at home, you leave her alone. Mm-hmm. And so as I grew older, Grandma continued to encourage me, baby, you can be anything you want to be. Well, I wasn't exposed, but I got my visions from the clouds Mm -hmm. above. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I didn't, we didn't have you know access to books or anything. So I made stories from the clouds. Amazing. I saw people, I traveled. I did everything just following the clouds, everything was there. So that was what really prompted my curiosity. And like yourself, I wasn't afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people I wasn't a bully, I was a defender. Boom. Okay, so if something went wrong, I was there to rescue, but I wasn't gonna start a fight. I didn't walk away from one, but I was never Mm -hmm. the starter. Awesome, awesome. So it had to be a fight though for you to establish what you have here. It was. It was a fight and uh, in many cases I fought behind the scenes. Boom. Another boom. Okay. For example, my growth, my career path in corporate America. Early 80s, women were not doing what I was doing as director of security for a major automobile industry. Mm -hmm. Well, that auto industry was not female friendly. I was one of the first, first, first of practically everything within that organization. But here was the big thing. When I decided to advance my career in security, I went to the library. Hmm. There was no one who looked like me. I didn't know the questions to ask yet. So I went to the library and studied about security. Where are the organizations? Who are the players? There was a man. I love him. His name was Jack Sturdivant. Jack worked for a major furniture company. He invited, when I identified him, he invited me to come to the International Organization of Security wow. meeting. They had a chapter there, and I went. We became friends. So what, I was able to eliminate some of the struggle because Jack decided to be my pawn. Mm. And what we did behind the scene was discuss the strategies that I wanted incorporated, and he would come to my plant and be the one to deliver the message. Love. Great he looked strategy. like them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't. If I had proposed the same things to my to my bosses, it would have never been received. When he did it, at a boy, at a boy, they loved it. And Jack and I would leave the meeting. We'd go straight out, high five each other. And I said, I didn't need credit for that. I just wanted to make sure that we were able Mm -hmm. to incorporate it. It's wonderful to hear you say that.
1: Most people, and I've shared this with some women last week, they don't understand the power of being behind the scenes. Right. There's a certain strength and fortitude you have to have to operate behind the scenes and allow others to go in the forefront. Absolutely. And close the deal or open the door. Right. You know, and so... That in itself is a skill set that needs yeah, to be taught. Yeah, it
0: was. It was really, really That's something. That's a good point. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. And the other, the other thing that I want to add to that is I was fearless and, and didn't always know what I was doing <laughs> because no one had the trails right. for me. So I would just dive right in. I remember one day I was sitting with my then boss and the director of HR and someone else. I didn't know what was happening, but I was about to be demoted from director of security and become an HR specialist, but God always has the plan. That was a big difference. So the HR specialist was being promoted to director of security. I go into this meeting with the three of them. The decision was already made. And uh, he went on to, to talk about why I was being, we were, it was job sharing. Job share, and that was the way they got wit- rid of women th- in positions that they didn't want you to be in. So back weird. then, is wow. job share, you go share the less significant job. But here's what I realized: they never realized the power and the authority that came with being the director of security. I ran that plan. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every all the responsibilities really were on mm-hmm. my shoulders. They didn't realize that when. I created the position. Everybody just said, yes, 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 because Mary has security experience. Mm -hmm. And no one wanted to be the first one to set up this department. I said, yes, and we were able to do it that way. But when I went into that meeting with that group, I sat there, and I just stared at each of them Mm -hmm. individually. I felt their spirit. I knew something bad was getting ready to happen. And as they uh, began to talk to me and tell me what was happening, I asked one question, and that was, how did the three of you decide what my career would be? Right. Mm. I have chosen security as my career path. Not you or anyone else will deny me that access. I will give this six months. You'll either reassign me here as Director of Security, I'll pursue it somewhere else, and for the first time ever. And I know it was the Holy Spirit that said, Oh, start your own security company. And of the three options, that was the one I chose that day. Awesome. Amazing.
2: Yeah. So awesome it was story. just,
0: you know, it was it was a great thing and, and I did. I began I went through HR, mm-hmm. learned everything that I could because Absolute I would need it. that in my future. Mm-hmm. Right. And six months were up, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. I that was my plan. After they gave me that great news, it was I great knew news. that I had to go on the battlefield at that point because mm-hmm no one would ever determine my destiny again that's right
2: yeah and, and that's the thing
0: that we as a people as women especially we've got to understand our own values hmm. we can't demonstrate those values to anyone else if we're not confident that
2: absolutely.
0: those are value add propositions absolutely. for absolutely and then we must learn to use that value as well and go get what you want instead of accepting so many times we accept what people give us, and we don't have to, mm-hmm. but you've got to be ready. You've got to be prepared Preparation is when key. those situations appear before you. Absolutely, The window sometimes only opens once, yeah. and if you're not ready, you're going to miss you the miss opportunity. Mm-hmm. This has been so wonderful. Amazing. I could sit. We could talk all day. And we will. And we will. I love it. <laughs> this is indeed a chicken charge. You guys should see her. She's absolutely fabulous you would never look at her and tell that she's got all these secret weapons within her arsenal.
2: I like yep. That. Yep. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Sarah, good, good job. This was excellent. I I'm have so, so enjoyed it. I'm lucky I found Deborah. You yes, too. Yes, Deborah, Deborah. Happy. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I have some great introductions I'm going to make with mm-hmm. other women in, in security. Wonderful. You will love them as Wonderful. well. So for now, I, I'm just, I'm so excited. Can you guys tell? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm really, this really excited. Amazing. It sure has. Uh, I hope that today has been uh, very fruitful for you guys who's listening. And if you weren't tuned in, you can always go to uh, download our podcast. As, Sarah, come on. You always have that right on the
2: www.thechickencharge.com. Boom. And we're on SoundCloud and we're on iTunes and we're on Google Play and there will be more platforms nice. to come. So. Yes.
0: So be on the lookout for that. You don't have to listen right away. Download. Give us your support. We are we know that we're on to a great thing and in order to get there, we need your help. So ladies, share the information, share the podcast links, and be and and just make sure that you're in tune. This has been a great opportunity with Deborah Fuller. Would you like to share with them how they can reach you?
1: Absolutely. Um, on Instagram, I'm the cyber defense maven, M-A-V-E-N. LinkedIn is my favorite portal. Just Google Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-E, Fuller, and you'll find me on all my platforms if you just Google my name. Fantastic. Um, that was a strategy that I implemented too. So I love Very to hear smart. from people who need direction or guidance and what it is you know I do. So just feel free to contact me.
0: Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you, Sarah and Port. Well, I, I'm just, as I said earlier, I'm excited, I'm full, and I'm ready for the weekend after this wonderful interview. Mm-hmm. But for you, we want you to know that we're just sounding off for now. We'll be back. So stay tuned.
1: Subscribe to The Chicken Charge at theChickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chicken Charge.